This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Interesting conversation around school dress codes following, well, I guess a couple of incidents at a school near Edmonton. Breton High School is located in Breton, which is a village of about 600 people located about 90 kilometers or so southwest of Edmonton. So this all started, it sounds like, when some female students objected to the school's dress codes and uh, posted a note. One screenshot, one picture taken of uh, one of these notes taped up in a bathroom says, quote, when you interrupt a girl's school day to force her to change clothes or send her home because her shorts are too short or her bra straps are visible, you are telling her that making sure boys have a distraction-free learning environment is more important than her education. Instead of shaming girls for their bodies, teach boys that girls are not sexual objects. So that got posted. Well, somebody objected to that and something else got posted in the school. Sounds like a couple of male students were responsible for this. When you wear little to no clothing and dress provocatively because you think it's too hot out or you think it's attractive, you're putting boys at risk of having a distracting working environment and saying your clothing is more important than their education. Instead of, instead of dressing like a thought, T-H-O-T, value the male education and dress conservatively. Thought, by the way, according to the Urban Dictionary, stands for that hoe over there. Now, as it's written, the dress code for this school, all shorts and skirts must exceed the length of arms slash fingers, and the inseam to shorts must be the minimum of one hand length. Straps for shirts must be three fingers wide for males and females, and bra straps must be covered. All navels must be covered. Whether you have one or two, it doesn't matter. Cover them up. Cleavage must be covered. Pants and shorts must be pulled up so that boxers slash briefs are not exposed. Images, words on top, bottom, must be appropriate for a professional learning environment. Hats are not permitted on either gender in school unless it is designated school hat day. Does that seem reasonable? Does that seem excessive? So a lot of debate around dress codes resulting from this and these uh, notes that are being posted at school. So I wanted to get some more clarity on, on what's happening here. Brad Volkman is the superintendent of the Wild Rose School Division, which includes Breton High School. Brad, thanks for making some time for us here. You're welcome. Okay, so this seems like it's uh, you know, notes are posted in response to, to other notes. Well, what's been going on at Breton High School? Well, last week, Wednesday, um, a group of girls, uh, I'm not even sure how many were, you know, took part in, in the, the actual creation of the poster, but they, they, they created a poster uh, basically being critical of the school's dress code. And um, then a group of boys responded putting up their own poster. Now, those posters were only up for about an hour and a half once staff became aware of what was going on, and especially one of the posters uh, that the boys the, the, the poster that the boys wrote had an in, inappropriate acronym in there, very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And so those came down within about an hour and a half of them going up. Um, the principal of the school responded by sending a, a letter home, or, or a, I guess an email, a message to all the parents, uh, letting them know what had happened. And then the next morning, because that was kind of the afternoon of Wednesday, the next morning, Thursday, she went to every class. Now, it's a small school, about 125 students in total at Breton High School. It's grades 7 through 12. And she went to every class, 
and let them know, you know, it's one thing to debate something like the dress code. And, and you know, in, in our democratic society, that's fine to discuss it, discuss the issues, but they must be done in an appropriate way with appropriate language and people need to feel safe and welcome, you know, in that process. And so that was made very clear by the school principal. All right. So obviously then the, the, in, in no way that the school was the school tolerating any of this, uh, the, these, these posters were taken down. Yeah, right. Yeah. The school did uh, address it right away. And actually this is, I guess, opening up uh, a discussion that uh, and I don't know how many people are aware, but, um, Dress code policies, typically, at least in our school division, that's a site-based decision made at each school site. Yeah. And the, the school division doesn't actually have a, a policy that they enforce at all schools regarding dress code. And so that's done at the local level, with local context, local values. And uh, I think this, this brings up an opportunity that the, probably the dress code at the school was developed a number of years ago. And at that time, it was developed in conjunction with the students' union and parent input. But maybe it's time, obviously, for that to happen again. In fact, in talking to the principal of the school, that is going to be uh, that that will be on the agenda of the next school council meeting. Is to take a, a fresh look at the dress code. And of course, school council is the parent group mm-hmm. uh, that meets monthly to discuss various issues at the school. Okay, so, so I think it's an opportunity for the school to to work through their students' union, uh, through their school council, and then as a staff to re-examine the dress code and right. uh, see if it still fits the values and uh, the desires of the, of the larger school community. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So there, there, there's, there's no specific direction coming from the school board then to the individual schools about whether to have a dress code or, or what that dress code should be. No, uh, we have uh, on our administrative procedures uh, that, we, that we develop centrally, we have one phrase, I believe, in our student code of conduct that says students will dress uh, respectfully or something like that. And, and so and no other description of what that is. You know, uh, it's just a, a statement that they, that they do need to dress respectfully. Right. And it may be part of the frustration originally was some female students feeling as though the dress code was unfair. Um, but mm-hmm. I guess is that is that something then that, that's part of this conversation going forward, whether that whether it makes sense or whether it's discriminatory against girls in any way? Absolutely. And if if you kind of were to look at other schools across the province with dress codes, you'd probably find some very similar language. I mean, I was a principal of, you know, three different schools earlier in my career. And uh, as I recall, a lot of the dress codes try to come up with some really objective sort of, you know, ways that staff could say, no, you know, you're breaking the rule because uh, it was objective. It wasn't subjective. But I think some of those objective statements are, what, are maybe what's getting uh, causing a problem at Breton High School right now. And that's why they need to be reexamined. So in terms of the, the current dress code there, as you say, that, that when it was written or by whom it was written, we're, we're not sure? Um, you know, the, the current principal there, uh, it was before her time. So, you know, school policies aren't reinvented every time you get a new administrator. So mm-hmm. she's just aware that they, they were, she doesn't know exactly how long ago, but she said they were created at that time uh, with student union involvement. And, uh, yeah, it may be time to revisit those. All right. So I guess, you know, despite all the controversy, and as you said, kind of the, the inappropriate language in one of these posters, maybe there, there's uh, an opportunity to, to make something positive of all of this. Absolutely. And, and really, you know, schools are all about teachable moments. Uh, you know, we have students that, that are going to be entering, you know, in not too many years from now, uh, you know, the world of work and yeah. uh, being, you know, contributing to their communities and needing to learn what is the proper way to discuss 
issues in which people disagree. <laughs> and so these are teachable moments for them. And, you know, there's the whole piece about, well, what, you know, will there be some dress code expectations in my future work environment? And for some yeah. there will be, and some there may not. But these are all good discussions that come out of this and I think are part of the growth and maturation, maturing of our students. Yeah, no, that's a great point. We'll leave it on that note. Brad, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. Yeah, you're welcome. You have a good day. All right, you too. There you go. Brad Volkman, superintendent for the Wild Rose School Division, which includes Breton High School. So as he says, they're, they're not dictating to schools what the dress code should be. That's something that can be made at the individual school level. Involving people at the school, involving uh, parents, and, and, you know, maybe students should have a say as well. Perhaps there is a need to revisit this from time to time because fashions change, standards change, all of this kind of stuff. Because this thing seems to keep coming up. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, there was a, a high school student out in, uh, I think it was Moncton, out in New Brunswick, who was punished, was given detention. She was wearing a, a halter neck maxi dress, as is known. So it's a dress that goes all the way down to her ankles, but has basically very thin straps at the top. It was hot out. She wore that to school. Her didn't seem inappropriate. To a lot of people, it didn't seem inappropriate or provocative. But maybe just the thinness of the straps or the visibility of her bra straps, never mind the length of the skirts, so that turned into detention and that turned into a huge outcry. And she was doing media interviews all over Canada, all over North America, in fact. It got a lot of attention. So I mean, the school eventually relented in that case. So do we need to, to address this? I mean, what, what do you expect? If you had a child in school, whether it be middle school, junior high, high school, I mean, what's reasonable? I think you as a parent are going to have some say. So again, at this uh, high school in Breton, and some of it's kind of confusing. All shorts and skirts must exceed the length of arms and fingers. And the inseam to shorts must be the minimum of one hand length. I don't, I don't quite follow that. Uh, the straps for shirts must be three fingers wide. For male and female. Like three adult fingers, three kids' fingers, three fingers pretty wide. All bra straps must be covered. All navels must be covered. Cleavage must be covered. Uh, pants and shorts must be pulled up so your boxers brief are not exposed. None of that sagging. Don't need to see that. Uh, images and words, song clothes must be appropriate for a professional learning environment, right? We've seen controversy around that. Hats are not permitted on either gender in school unless it is a designated school hat day. So it sounds like they're going to revisit it at this school in particular. I suspect similar conversations are happening at other schools uh, elsewhere in Alberta across the country. 403-974-8255, where you come down on this. Got to text from Jeremy. says, sounds like this school wrote their dress codes in the 1950s. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.